Welcome to the Love Never Fails podcast. My name is Jeremy Squires of St. Peter Baptist Ministries, Aurora, and I'm glad you decided to join me on this episode. Today we're going to deal with forgiveness and unforgiveness a little bit more, and this episode entitled, Is My Pride Causing Me Not to Forgive? Please enjoy this episode. Is my pride causing me not to forgive? As we continue on our journey with forgiveness and unforgiveness, there seems like there's always something to come up. You know, there's always a new phrase and always a new reason that we shouldn't forgive or we should move forward from the things that happen to us. And oftentimes we have to begin to reflect and figure out why am I so reluctant to forgive? Why am I so reluctant to move on? Why am I unwilling to um, let go of the offense and be vulnerable to people again? And many times we find out it comes down to our pride. Look, what people did and what happened in our lives are very real things. We can all say that we did not deserve it. We can all say that they're not fair. Um, And those are true statements because sometimes it takes a while to get past how someone made you feel and how those decisions that they made affected your life. But at the end of the day, as believers in Christ, is our duty to forgive. And now we have to begin to ask ourselves, why I won't forgive? And one statement that is often made once we accept the fact that we forgive, you will hear people say this statement, or statements like this, I can forgive, but I'm not gonna forget, or I forgive, but God don't want me to be no fool. And so statements like that are not based in the love of Christ. They're not based in the mercy of God. They're really based in pride and self-preservation. And so when you say, God doesn't want me to be a fool, that statement doesn't come from Christ. That statement doesn't come from who your new nature in Jesus Christ. That statement comes from your old nature. That statement comes from pride because That is not a statement that God would say because God is never going to see you as a fool when you're doing what he said do. God doesn't look at you as a fool. He looks at you as being conformed to the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because when we look at Christ's path, when we look at his journey of those three and a half years of ministry, the world looked at him as a fool. But he kept marching toward the cross. So in order for us to change this mindset, in order for us to change this statement, we got to always reflect and look at the life of our Savior. Not our mother, our father, our brother, our sister, because we've been programmed with so many laws about what somebody told us and what somebody said. My mama said this, my daddy said this, my uncle said this. No, we got to remove that programming. And we have to have the mind of Christ. So this idea of not looking like a fool, we got to understand that's based in pride. And we're going to look at some scriptures referring to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and see that it is a our, we have to humble ourselves under the hand of God and do whatever it takes for someone to be saved. Do whatever it takes to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ humbled himself, went to the cross, and suffered all 
all looking foolish to the world, but bringing glory to God. So let's take a look, first of all, at Philippians chapter 2. And it says in verse 4, look, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon the form of a servant servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and every tongue shall should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, when we look at this verse, when it says that he counted not robbery to be equal with God, they, they, the scholars believe that means that when he, knowing he had the power of God in him, he didn't take the power of God to say, look at me, to give himself status in the earth, to make himself great. But he took the power of God and humbled himself and marched toward the cross, looking foolish to the world. Looking foolish to the world. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 53. We'll start at verse 3. It says this. He is despised and rejected of man, of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, and we hid as it were our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. But surely he bore our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And so look at that image of Christ. They're rejecting and despising him and treating him wrong, but he bore our griefs. He bore our sin. Once again, looking foolish to the world. So this idea of God don't want me to look foolish and I don't have to do this, that's based in pride because this walk with Christ is a humble walk. We have to give up the right for the wrong sometimes. Sometimes we have to take down in order for God's glory to be revealed in the earth. So if my pride is causing me to unfor be not to forgive, it's keeping me from walking in newness of life. And it's keeping people from experiencing the grace and the power of God in this world. It is our duty and our example to be like Jesus, to walk like he said, walk. And it's going to look foolish sometimes when you let go of the fence, when you walk some walk away, when you have all the power in the situation and you humble yourself and be merciful and be grace and, and graceful. Don't do what you can do in the situation. That brings God glory. And yeah, you may look like a fool to a man. And yeah, the enemy may minister to you and tell you what you're not. But you're bringing God the glory because you've been conformed to the image of his dear son. Let's take a look what our Lord and Savior was on the cross. On the cross. And it says, this is what it says as he's going to the cross. It says, 
verse, um, this is Matthew 27, starting at verse 27. The soldiers of the governors took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And they then they had platted a crown of thorns. They put it upon his head and the reed in his right hand. And they bowed on their knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. After they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. All right. Now we're going to look. That's not the soldiers. Now they mocking our Lord and Savior. He's got all the power in his hand. He could have blew his breath and snapped his fingers and destroyed these men. But he said not a word. That looks foolish, right? But you said God hasn't called you to be a fool. And I say God hasn't called me to be a fool. But let's look at our Lord. All right. And let's look at Jesus on the cross. Jesus is on the cross. And one of the guys up there with him begin. It says this, okay. I ain't going to skip. I'm going to read it. Matthew 27, 35. It said, 38, 39, it says this. Then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And they and they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, saying this, And thou that destroyest the temple and build it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. Look at that. This is the almighty God wrapped in flesh. Has all the power in his hands. But he's humbling himself. He's sacrificing all that he knows that we might be saved. We can no longer say when it comes to forgiveness and, and in repairing relationships and restoring the love of God that God don't want me to be no fool. Because there's a statement that comes straight from the flesh and pride. Because the foolish things of this world are what are wise in God's eyes. Where I think the scripture says he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. It looks foolish, but God is doing a wonderful work. That looks so wild for, for Christ to have all that power and go to the cross and not defend himself. The people acknowledge the power of God. The people acknowledge what Christ had done on the cross. But they laughed and rejected because he didn't use that power to deliver himself. So understand this, you have a right to live right. You have a right to live holy and you have a duty to forgive and move forward. It may look foolish to the world, but you are growing in grace. You are growing in God and God is pleased when you forgive and let it go. First Corinthians 1 and 27 says this, God has chosen the foolish thing of, of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. See, it may look foolish and weak to forgive and to love and to move forward, but God is going to use that to confound the wisdom of the world and to bring down the mighty 
because what you do as a believer in Christ is so different than what the world does. But that behavior, this love, this forgiveness that we walk in can mean a redemption to so many people. Look, I want to thank you for joining me on the Love Never Fails podcast. I pray what I said today has encouraged you, has encouraged myself. But you got to let it go. We got to forgive. We got to move forward. We got to be like Christ. Because the whole goal and the duty of us is to live and be Christ's example in the earth. And we may draw men unto God. Thank you. God bless you. If you listen to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you can pray this prayer and you will be saved. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. If you pray that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me at loveneverfails.run and let us know that you've made that commitment to Christ. Have a wonderful day. If you or someone you love are having a mental health crisis, please call one 800 273 8255 immediately.